Welcome to the Good Christadelphian Music Podcast, where we showcase the talented musicians within our community, the music they create, and provide inspiration for your spiritual journey. My name is Levi Myers, and joining me is my co-host, Levi Jelano. Together, we aim to not only highlight the amazing music being created within our community, but also encourage its continued production and use in our services. So join us in this musical journey and let the melodies of faith guide and uplift you on your path. Are you ready to discover the power of music in your spiritual journey? Let's get started. What are we talking about today, Levi? Well, um, you did an interview with my wife, uh, Sister Jessica Jelano, and um, a fr- close friend of ours, Brother Jose Bevia. Um, Jess wrote a children's or half of a wrote half of a children's album, um, which was released last year, um, and and Jose kind of produced it. So you're going to go into that. Uh, before we get there. Um, You've got some stuff you want to talk about about upcoming episodes, as well as a review of your time at the Lador gathering. Um, so I'm excited to hear about that. Um, but first, I was going to do just kind of a rundown of other Christadelphian podcasts. I think just a just a basically a, a shout out period of time. Um, you want me to just jump into that? Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. So. Yeah, I mean, this isn't this obviously isn't a music topic, but anyone who listens to this is a person who listens to podcasts. Um, so I did want to take a minute to kind of um, shout out other podcasts, kind of just point in case there's any of these that you haven't heard of before, whoever's listening to this. Um, so we started this, the Good Christophian Music Podcast. This is a little bit of a of a kind of offshoot of the Good Christophian Talks podcast, which I've been one of the co-hosts of uh, for over four years now. Um, uh, so that one's still trucking along. We also have the Good Christophian Talks Extended Podcast, if you want even more talks. <laughs> but, um, uh, and another show I do is uh, I'm a co-host on a, a Little Faith, which is a kind of an interview show. Uh, it's very specifically about people's kind of faith walks and journeys. Um, that's a WCF podcast. So it also highlights some other WCF programs. Um, but there's so many great podcasts now um that are that are that are releasing really regularly so everyone that i'm about to list like releases actively now um you know at least monthly um so one i really enjoy is the cbm podcast they just kind of relaunched um and that's that's the title of the cbm podcast that's from the christophian bio mission in england and they do a great job those interviews are really interesting um, and fun interesting stories about people's kind of travels abroad um also wanted to shout out the essential bible studies podcast um which you you know tim young he's in ontario yes i do yep yeah essential bible studies podcast is great um that's kind of he designs that as really a um uh uh kind of an outreach tool um that's it all these are shareable with friends um, and can be used kind of as a study um, I think Tim does a really good job with that. That puts a lot of production into it. There is the Bible Truth and Prophecy has a podcast lane there. If anyone's ever been on YouTube and searched for Selfian, they're kind of the biggest voice in our community on YouTube, Bible Truth and Prophecy. And um, they also have a podcast where they, I think they cross post a lot of their videos. And then the other one I wanted to say was... Um, there's a couple actually interesting, interestingly, there's a couple of ecclesias that post their talks. So one is the Moorbank, uh, the Christophian Bible talks from Moorbank, M-O-O-R-E-B-A-N-K, uh, that posts their, um, talks. And then, um, there's also, 
another one in Adelaide, the Adelaide Christelphian Radio, which is a Christelphian podcast. I have listened to both of those in the past. I don't, they're not currently kind of in my rotation. I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but uh, not those ones currently. And then the last one I wanted to shout out was the uh, the Lampstand magazine pu- publishes all their articles as podcasts. So if any of those are interesting to you, definitely um, search them out so you can get more kind of Bible content in your podcast feed. Mine's mostly like sports and news, economics. So it's good. It's good to get it, uh, get more, um, you know, Chris Delphine related stuff in there. It's crazy how big of a list that is actually. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's ones that are just actively posting. Like you've, you in the past had a, what was the name of your, the, your show you had for a little while? Uh, Redeem the time. Redeem the time. Right. There's, um, so those are still good. Like that's the thing about podcasts is like the content doesn't, doesn't usually technically go out of usefulness right it's just um you know it's just not as active it's just just because it's not active doesn't mean it's not useful i guess is what i'm saying um and then a fun one i think we've both been on is and this is uh, music related is remembering conference cantatas right yep remember that that was my that that was a fun one as well yeah it was mike livermore's show that where he was um profiling manitoulin youth conference uh cantatas or 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 musical programs uh year over year which was really really funny he he started that at the beginning of the pandemic um and that's a pretty fun yeah obviously music focused there podcast i think it's definitely fun especially for people who've been to conference in former right. years like right. it's a pretty niche podcast but it it has some pretty some pretty interesting details about some of the songs and stuff like that so yeah i enjoyed that one as well but yeah crazy how many podcasts there are like christadelphian and this is the thing about like like being in 2023 is there's so much content now than there used to be like i'm realizing more and more the longer we we do this podcast just how much there actually is that we can continue to to put on this show because there's there's so much and there's tons being created which is so good because that's that's our that's our goal that's what we want and uh yeah it's wild to see yeah so i mean speaking of speaking of new music um brother caleb osborne so just to sort of segue into what i wanted to share Mm -hmm. um brother caleb osborne who is also in california he has been working on a, a project for a number of years and I just wanted to sort of tease um, his album a little bit because he's going to be on an upcoming episode of our podcast here. And his album is called um, Redeemer. It's a collection of nine tracks that explores um, Jesus Christ and what it means to follow him. And uh, beautiful songs. They're um, they're sort of a choral style, um, traditional with the piano and uh, just beautiful, beautiful music. And I know that a ton of brothers and sisters kind of out your way in California that were involved in a lot of the the singing and the production of that. So that's pretty um, pretty awesome to uh, to have more new music in our community. And I'm excited to be able to talk to Caleb a little bit more about that album um, on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to hear you dig into that. Yeah. So, um, and then speaking of Caleb, he came down to speak for um, the Lador Young People's Weekend in uh, Pittsburgh, and it was excellent. It was really, really good. He did some great classes, and uh, one of the things that I wanted to share about the weekend that I just thought was a really cool experience was for the evening program, I was asked to, well, I was asked to do two things. Number one was to write a camp hymn for for the weekend, which I did. Um, and that was that went over really well, and it was just so cool to have such a huge group of young people, you know, singing the song together. There was actually 160 people there. From that was the last number that I'd heard from the gathering, which is crazy because, oh, wow. yeah, anyone who's been to Lador knows that the 
it's not a huge building for yeah. 160 young people. And it was like, yeah, we had to pack in. It was literally yeah. like That's probably as many people as we could get in there. Yeah. So it was wild. Um, but yeah, so this music evening that we did, I was asked to sort of lead the evening program. And um, we ended up putting together kind of a list of, of songs and you know some classic christadelphian songs some some christian songs and a number of different uh songs that kind of related to the theme of the weekend and um i played guitar at the front with caleb osborne um he got up there as well with a guitar oh, nice. and that was really cool and then um seth spry was also at the weekend and he's a really really good piano player and he's great at improvising and also can read chords um similarly to how a lot of guitar players can sort of just play chords um so oh, yeah. he was able to play along with us quite well um so it was just a really really cool experience to to sort of have a, a to have an evening of music with brothers and sisters young people and uh yeah i really enjoyed it that's awesome yeah it's it, it's it's good when um you know you can kind of really feel the Oh man, that's what the word that Jonah in mind was like the magic of, of like a good, a good praise event. Um, when you have like the talent and the crowd that's, you know, the people that are into it and uh, you know, all the right pieces, I guess are kind of in place. Yeah. I'd experienced one in our area before that we had done not too long ago. That was back in um, like November uh-huh. and it was way smaller. Like it was a much smaller group of people. It was really good, but it was, the first time that I'd experienced um, in such a long time, like that many people singing together and in, in such a small space too, it just sounded so good. It was so, so, so cool. And like, yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed um, doing it because that was the first like young people's weekend or really Bibles, any, any type of Bible school type thing that I'd done in, in many, many years. So it was just really cool to kind of get back out there and experience that level of unity and, and praise together. So really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear that uh, that event went so well. Yeah. And I would just say um, for anyone who hasn't been to Lador and maybe is thinking about going for next year, um, I would highly recommend it. It's a really good weekend. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I've been to Lador a few times in the past. That's so a fantastic weekend. What did you learn from, uh, Jess and Jose. Yeah. So um, in our interview, so I'm talking to uh, brother Jose Bevia and sister Jessica Jeleno, again, your wife. Um, and they um, kind of gave me a really cool look into the process of putting together a Christadelphian music um, album. Um, their album is called Songs for God's Children and their kind of music artist um they've decided to call it all generations music and i just thought it was such an interesting conversation of the process and the amount of work that goes into putting something like this together it's a really really cool album if you haven't heard it definitely check it out and um, i'm excited for everyone to kind of hear this conversation because um it really gives especially for people who are interested in production music production songwriting they have some really cool insight into into that process yeah, I got a lot. I mean, I, I, you, you, you get into it, but um, it was really, it's, it was really fun, really, just as an observer to watch uh, Jess kind of develop the album um, and go through the process of recording it with Jose. Um, 
uh, Jose's wife, Maggie is one of our best friends and she um, uh, was in our wedding and everything. So it was, it was a really easy, fun project for, for them to work on. And it took like the whole thing from essentially start to finish took like two years. Um, so it's, it was really, it's been really cool to get out there and see the, uh, see the um, reception. And uh, yeah. a fun thing I just was telling Jess, uh, so all generations praise has its own page on, uh, on Spotify and yeah. they, um, they have a song now that is above a thousand listens. So oh. it actually charts, which is kind of cool. Like it tells you the, the listens because <laughs> you have to reach, you have to go past a thousand listens to get like a little number next to your song. Um, so yeah, anyways, it's, it's cool. That is Worth cool. That's out. exciting. Yeah. So um, with that, let's dive into my conversation and um, let's hear about how this new Christadelphian music album from all generations music was created. So thank you again, um, Jess and Jose, for joining me for um, our good Christadelphian music podcast. I'm excited to talk to you both. I um, am super interested to hear more about your project songs for God's children. And um, maybe just to get started, I'll give you both a chance to kind of give um, an introduction to yourself and um, kind of your background in music within Christadelphia. Maybe Jess, if you want to start. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for doing this, Levi. Um, it's always fun to be able to get, kind of get the word out a little bit more and hopefully help people find the music. So um, yeah, my name is Jess Jellino. Um I am in the Los Angeles area uh, is where I live. I attend the Simi Hills um, Christadelphian Ecclesia. And yeah, I've, um, I've, I've loved music for as long as I can kind of remember. Um, I, as a, definitely as like a teenager, uh, you know, singing at CYC um, and just, you know, learning, I was learning piano at the time. And those were all things that were really important to me. And I think really, um, like a big part of my sort of, you know, spiritual development, becoming closer to God, under, you know, understanding maybe who God is a bit more um, through, through, you know, the medium of music that those were all parts of my experience. So um, yeah. And I, I write, I write a little music. Um, I, you know, just write mostly kind of short, short songs um, for little praise songs, songs for kids. And um, I love singing with kids. I love their enthusiasm. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my background. That's awesome. And uh, Jose, how about you? Hi, uh, my name is Jose Bevia and uh, um, well, I've been uh, playing the piano since I was uh, probably three, uh, came to the U.S. Uh, actually, two days ago, it's my 23rd anniversary here. Wow. <laughs> Almost half of my life. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> um, and um, well, I am a music professor. I teach at CCM uh, and uh, the College of New Jersey. And uh, I am married to a lovely Maggie Schlager. And uh, I've been doing a lot since pretty much the pandemic, a lot of the uh, uh, WCF um, recordings, Hymns for Sunday. Uh, we did uh, quite a few of them uh, during the pandemic. And then I was very, very happy to do the uh, project for uh, for Jess. Uh, uh, so that, that's it. 
That's very cool. I and then we I, we both attend the uh, uh, um, Schoolies Mountain meeting, which is like about forty five minutes from us. Okay, nice. I was just gonna say, uh, um, I really enjoyed the the hymns for Sunday collections that have come out. So, so definitely thanks for your work on that. That's really cool. Um, Jess, maybe you can give us a kind of a rundown of the project, um, specifically that we're talking about songs for God's children. Um, I'm excited to to kind of hear more about that and maybe how you guys have um, come to collaborate on it. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I, this is this seems like a good time to mention since we we're just talking about hymns for Sunday that um, this album, Songs for God's Children, was made possible by WCF. Um, so we're really grateful to the, the WCF um, donors and um, and the directors uh, at WCF for making that happen for us. And it was published by WCF Christadelphian Music. So I'm sure we'll include links, but um, you can find where you find all the hymns for Sunday content on streaming platforms is also where you can find the Songs for God's Children album. Um, as of right now, that is the only other full album that uh, WCF has uh, released, which is exciting. Yeah, um, and hopefully there well, will that, be more. We can definitely we can definitely include the links for that. Yeah, and um, yeah. I, I having listened to the songs, they were extremely well done, very well produced, and it's funny that they're called songs for God's children because I really enjoyed them as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, well, that was intentional. Good. I'm glad to hear that, Levi, because we I really wanted to pick a name that um, you know hinted that it would be great for kids, but also hopefully you know, that the art and the, um, just the way that we were presenting, presenting the collection wouldn't be so like kiddish that adults would be turned off from listening to it. So, um, yeah, cause yeah, all, I, all God's children, right? I, so. Yeah. I think it came, I came across really well. And, uh, certainly again, like the production quality was so good. It was just, it was very cool to hear it. Good. So. Well, that was, that was all, that was thanks to Jose. So, <laughs> so he did, um, he did all of the um, recording and the uh, mixing and, and, and all the technical stuff for us, which was great. So basically my, um, so I'll, I'll just share what my experience was like and kind of um, on my end, I, uh, I've, I've had a, a sort of a collection of songs um, on the album. So on the album, there are 13 songs total and uh, six of them are original and the others um, written by myself. And then the others are um, just uh, either from the, we used to call it the, like, the, the Little Red Sunday School hymn book. Um, many are probably familiar with, with a version of that. There's like a, there's a Christadelphian red hymn book out there floating around where there's little people singing with their mouths wide open on the, on the cover. Yes. Um, they look like penguins. Do you think, have yeah, you seen that? Yeah, totally. I, I used to, I, I actually, when I was a kid, I remember thinking that I didn't think that those were their mouths. Like I thought that they were their noses or something. I remember yeah. that very distinctly one day, you know, being a kid in meeting and looking at that going, Actually, I think that's their supposed to be their singing mouth. Yep. That <laughs> anyway, is beyond so relatable. I'm, 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 there are many, um, many who grew up Christadelphian and listening to this will will remember that book. So we tried to pull in some of those like oldies that were um, important uh, songs, you know, to some to some of us growing up. And yeah, so the, to to build out a whole collection. So um, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time, but didn't really have the either that it wasn't the right time or I didn't have the resources for it. So everything kind of came together. Um, last 
So we're talking last summer, not last summer now because yeah, two summers ago, great. I think we started. Sorry, say that again. So we, we, I think we started in June. Uh, so 21. 21, yeah. Yes. And so you were pregnant with uh, yeah. uh, Matea. Uh-huh, that's right. So <laughs> it was really funny timing. We were, Levi and I, um, our family, we um decided we were taking a road trip out to new jersey in the summer of we actually did it twice in 20 2020 and 2021 so both like sort of you know in the middle of the the, the covid uh experience so um you know we wanted to drive out there uh, have some time with family and friends and so we kind of realized we started realizing talking to maggie because maggie um, Jose's wife is the uh, music programs director at WCF, and she's also um, one of my best friends. So, you know, it was very natural for us to all just be having these conversations. And, you know, I think she was the one that kind of said, hey, you should just, you know, you should just record record the songs while you're here this summer, because we were planning on being out there for about five weeks in New Jersey. So we knew we would have some time to get together and Jose offered to do the, the actual recording. We were able to get a new microphone um, to use for that. Um, and, and at Maggie and Jose's apartment at the time, they just kind of already had a, a fairly good setup for recording, um, I believe. And Jose can speak to this more, but he was, yeah. you know, he was teaching, you were teaching remotely at that time, right, Jose? So you were- Yeah, learning. I had- um... It's, it's funny, uh, Levi, when you thank you for for saying that the quality was was good, because actually the um, the uh, equipment that we had it, it, even was it was very good, but was pretty minimal. So we had just uh, the piano home and uh, very good microphone that uh, WCF bought for us, and, uh, and then I had a couple of older microphones and. It was done pretty much at our old apartment in Montclair, and we started there uh, in June 2021, I believe, uh, just recording the piano parts and the guitars. I think that's what we did first, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, piano, some piano guitar, some vocal tracks. We were in kind of this you know, we were in, we were really focused in that month of June because that yeah. was when I was going to be there. And, um, uh, my daughter Pippa, who was, who had just turned three that month, she's on some of the tracks too. So we even got her, you know, some of her vocals. And then, um, we were, we, we had a lot of participation from, uh, the Robinson family. Yeah, it was, um, it was a fun mountain as well. Fun day because, uh, our apartment was not that big. <laughs> And we had like all the setup with like <laughs> eight, <laughs> ten people just just recording and participating. It was a lot of fun. Wow! Yeah, I, I love that so much. I I love the fact that like the technology that we have access to today yeah, with such minimal equipment can get us just these amazing productions. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely right. It's, it was very minimal, but as you said technology these days is to the point that that you can do it at home and it sounds like super professional it's absolutely really yeah it, it very much does so very cool um so i'm curious that did, did much of the songwriting happen during recording or had you already completed all of the the music jess 
Uh, I had already written the tunes. Um, and actually, many of them are from very long ago, um, like 2012, 2013, like that kind of, I mean, sort of throughout the last um, decade, I would just write little things for uh, Bible schools, like usually on on very specific topics. So um, listeners will notice that a lot of the songs are on sort of specific topics that you might not find another song easily about for example like elisha you know there was um a california kids camp one year that the topic was elisha and um, a friend needed a song to teach young children about elisha and you know, i couldn't think of anything off the top of my head i was like oh i don't know you know i, I don't know that i've ever heard of a, a kid's bible song about elisha so so i so i wrote one for her um so a lot of a lot of the songs are kind of like that just to meet a very specific need or help kids memorize a specific verse. Um, a couple of them are taken straight from scripture. So that's kind of what you'll, you'll see when you see the original ones is they're kind of very subject specific. Um, and I was just sort of, you know, collecting them and wondering, you know, well, you know, hopefully I'll do something with these eventually. Um, and so that's, yeah, I was happy to have an outlet for that. Cool. I'm glad you, you were able to to kind of collect them over the years because we've all been able to benefit so much from it. Um, I'm curious about when you were recording, did you change much of the songs at all or, or did it, did it stay as you wrote them initially? Was there like much of a collaborative collaborative process there? Or? That's a great question. Um, and maybe Jose can help me remember too. I think one or two little things here and there, I, there wasn't a ton um, that got changed. And I think a lot of that was just due to the fact that, um, you know, we were, we were under a bit of uh, time crunch, um, just to get, we really wanted to get this whole album recorded in a very short space of time. And, um, yeah, it ended up being, you know, the recording mostly took place summer of 2021. And then, um, and then, yeah, we were, we, we were able to finally release it at the end of summer 2022. Um, so, but most of the recording happened in a very short space of time. And then there was just a lot of work that went into actual, the actual, you know, mixing and getting everything to sound just right. I was, I was quite, um, I'll say I was quite picky yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah, use that yeah. word. <laughs> about, um, yeah, about how it was going to sound in the end and, and, you know, um, went back many times and said, Oh, you know, Jose, I think we need to, <laughs> can we no, just no, but, this one thing? But, but I'm really, I'm so happy with, you know, with, with how it came out. Um, maybe I can talk a, a little bit about the timing, what happened after that initial June, uh, uh, first session that we did. Uh, so there were like a lot of vocals missing, um, particularly like children's, mm -hmm. uh, so we needed to go the second round happened in in the fall of 2021 and we went to uh to the robinson's house yes uh, and that was that was a lot of fun actually because uh <laughs> we did that in one of their bedrooms and um it was a little challenge because that's when i actually had to work with the children specifically and they were ages, <laughs> let's see, they would have been ages like two through, I think, 11 at the time. Yeah. Something oh, wow. Like that. So four kids, so the Robinsons have four kids. Um, 
And yeah, from oldest to youngest, it's Melody, Noah, Esther, and Lydia. And they their voices all feature on the album, which is uh, super awesome, as well as uh, Mike and Sarah's uh, vocals and um, Mike's guitar playings. So we had a lot of a lot of uh, great stuff to collect from them. That's so cool. So one of the challenges was that, you know, obviously children don't understand about the cost of equipment, right? So, oh, no. <laughs> one thing that I don't know if you actually, Jess, I don't know about this story, but we were recording there probably the first day. And I was just telling them, kids, we need to be careful with the microphones. They're very expensive. And I told them about this one, you know, that microphone is, is a few thousand dollars, right? <laughs> so please just be careful just sing try not to touch it and i i'm working on the computer nest next thing i see is they're pulling from the cables just the whole thing is <laughs> oh wow so yeah things like that will happen and yeah. then obviously with children they can do that much you know they 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 can record a few times and then might be good might not be good and then you tell them let's do it again and then they get moody and eat <laughs> the snack or you know someone wants to do something else but i mean yeah they jose was was great was great with the kids um they they were they were awesome they, it was just yeah there were some hilarious stories that came out stories like it gets it got to the point that i will actually have to uh tell them no we're not recording we're practicing and i'll record them you know because just in case that take was good, you know. So we did that a few times, and it was actually a good take, you know, because they, yeah, they would get really frustrated if things didn't go well, you know, and they start crying. And, but <laughs> and you're starting to question why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, yeah, I can only imagine trying to trying to record kids, and but uh, you did a great job of it. It all turned out in the end. It did. Yeah. It did. So I'm curious a little bit, Jose, about some a little bit more about your background. Like, where did you learn to do um, editing and mixing and and the whole production side of it? Well, this is actually a, a pretty funny that you asked me this because um, so my my background is essentially uh, playing piano and and writing music. That's how, what I went to school for. So um, my degrees are music composition, piano, and and music theory. So I don't really went to school for recording uh but i was always curious with technology and and then uh i was always using like uh, computers to write music and eventually one of the college uh like 10 years ago probably asked me to teach a music production class so i started learning on my own and that's that's how I did it. I just no started. way. They asked you to teach a production class with uh, no prior production experience. Not really. Like, so I, I kind of learn on my own. Of course, I, I ask a ton of people questions. And specifically for this, I have to give credit to uh, Jacob Walker. He uh, He's uh, uh, the brother of my uh, uh, brother-in-law. Colton. Yep. So Jacob has an, also a ton of work for um, WCF recording. So he uh, met with me on Zoom a while ago and, and gave, <laughs> gave me a few very useful tips and, and I took it from there. So. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a Great. Yeah. So um, 
in terms of the um, actual kind of putting the the final album together, was there any songs that you didn't finish or or was there any songs that didn't make it to the album like in the end that you thought might originally or anything like that? No, I think we all all made it, right, Jess? I, I think. Yeah, um, we. I think we did. We we there was some. I think there was a little bit of skepticism on many of our parts that we would actually get thirteen tracks done with just with the time frame we were working on. And I like um, Jose mentioned earlier. I have to bring it up again just because it was funny timing. But um, on that trip, that first trip to New Jersey in. Uh, the summer of 2021, I, um, when we, when we left on our road trip, um, I did not know that I was pregnant with our second daughter. And so I was experiencing crazy morning sickness, uh, which it wasn't really morning sickness. It lasted all day, um, the whole time we were recording. So it made, it made everything very exciting. Um, I was, I just remember ordering, you know, very specific foods to <laughs> Jose and Maggie's apartment, like hot and sour soup one day. I was like, I have to have, I can't keep recording unless I have a bowl of hot <laughs> sour soup right now. Um, and th just things like that. So we were, you know, we were just, um, we just really, it's amazing. It's a, it was a blessing that we were able to get through as much as we, as we were, honestly, I, I really felt like the project was, um, just so just just God was just really giving us the strength and the resources in that in that block of time to get through it, because I don't really know how we were able to get everything done for 13 tracks um, within the couple of days that, that we had set aside. So thankful for that. Um, that being said, I do have um, I, I love the idea of doing more in this style. Um, and now that we've sort of done it once, I definitely have other, you know, some other ideas and, and hopefully maybe we'll be able to record some similar, maybe, you know, songs for God's children part two, or, or, you know, I don't know if that's really what it would be called, but yeah, mm. I think, I think there's more to come. I'm going to say there's more to come. Um, no, nothing specific yet, but having done it once it's, it's very exciting knowing, Hey, this is like a real possibility. And, you know, we kind of know how to maybe make this happen again um, and, and include maybe some songs that um, weren't really planned to be on the first album. So. Oh, that that's exciting. I, I think there'd be a lot of people who'd be very interested in, in having that happen. So um, yeah, I was going to say um, along those lines, like looking back, having done this and I'll, I'll, I'll give this question to both of you. Um, what do you feel like are some of the things that like, you've learned in putting together an album like you kind of go through this process and you make mistakes and you kind of realize but like if you were to do it again when you do it again i should say um what are some of the things that you've learned that you feel like might help you um on the next one well, that's a good question jose do you want to go first yeah. probably go first you want me to go? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's see. I think, well, one thing, one thing that was important to me about the project was the collaborative aspect. And like, like you kind of asked earlier, Levi, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of collaboration in terms of the songwriting on this one. Um, but there was a lot of 
you know, just so I couldn't have done it. This is something I could never have done on my own. And um, it was just so much more fun to, to do it with a, like a team and, and to be able to bounce ideas off of people. And um, even as far as, you know, things like determining the right order that the songs should, should go in, in order to have a good flow or, you know, so there were definitely, there was yeah. a group of us um, that were involved in all those decisions. It wasn't just me saying, this is the name of the album. This is the order. This, you know, like, this is definitely, uh, we need this instrument on this track, like all those decisions, um, in terms of how to actually like execute each song. Um, you know, Sarah Robinson was, you know, we were talking a ton about that and, uh, Maggie had a lot of input as well, Jose, um, even my husband Levi and, and some others. So it was just, it, that was a really, that was really fun to have that. And I would love to like have that again, um, going forward. And I might like, I would say I'd probably bring people in sooner. Maybe like I did a lot of the planning and organization, um, and kind of getting everything ready. Hmm. Um, so maybe I would for a future project, I'd kind of like to almost bring people in sooner and say like, okay, what, you know, like what older songs do we want to include this time? Like, what are some, you know, there were a few that, you know, Sarah Robinson had uh, wanted to do from the Red Book that we weren't able to just realistically fit on to, because our set list, our, oh, I said set list, but you know what I mean? Our, our list for recording was already a bit long. So I'd love to get, you know, other people's ideas, um, I think a little earlier on in the process next time, if that yeah. makes sense. I think that's a really good point. Actually, the like the collaboration that goes on can be so, so helpful and so productive and allowing mm-hmm. yourself to really lean into that and be open to it um, is something that I think is yeah really important. And uh, it's something that I also would suggest that, um, you know, the, the more people you involve, I think the better, um, the better quality product you can end up with. That doesn't mean you take all of the advice you might get or suggestions. You still have you know, your vision for the project, but allowing that, that feedback and that creativity, creativity can, can really help. I like that. That's good. How about you, Jose? Do you think of anything? Yeah. I mean, um, uh, we, we didn't bring this to the, to the conversation, but once we started mixing, uh, and, um, and cleaning up things and stuff, uh, we brought, so we did like, I think three, three rounds or maybe four rounds. So the first one was just me and, and Maggie, literally I was mixing upstairs and, and then Maggie would listen and, and, and tell me, do this, do that. Then I think it was, uh, jazz was part of the, uh, conversation. And then with another round where we, uh, had, uh, James Diliberto and Alethea, uh, she's, Bernie, uh, yeah. Uh, from Australia and I was they were actually great like they had awesome ideas yeah all these great ideas and 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 they they had like it was great because we we were listening to the songs like regularly and I I was like I got it got to a point I had the songs memorized but then in his sleep in Jose's sleep (laughs) you know it was just playing through his brain I'm sure (laughs) wow but they listen to the songs with a fresh like perspective so they will find things that i i could not hear in the mix like for instance jane will say or alicia oh there's there's somebody knocked the microphone there you need to 
to take that off the mix. And I will listen. I was like, oh my goodness, it's there. So uh, they were like instrumental for the final mix to get to clean up things that were not quite there. Uh, um, so that that was very helpful for me. Wow. Yeah, that's really next, interesting. Yeah. Next one, I would probably, and this is probably my fault too, like for, for the original songs, maybe I'll 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 create like scores because I'm very much like somebody who is used mm -hmm. to reading music and we didn't have any scores for like the original tunes with no just chord um, charts. That was that yeah. was it. Yeah. It was just your your notes and 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 some chord changes there. So mm. Maybe for the next one, I'll I'll write write out the uh, little scores or lead sheets so we can have a little more uh, reference. But other than that, it was it was great. Do you would you find that really helpful to have um, in terms of just like adding other other instruments or just for the yeah. collaboration part of it? Yeah, for me, it's so, easier to like have a score and and be able to follow and read. And then if if somebody has to like play, say we need to have have uh, I don't know another guitarist or whatever instrument if you have the score uh it's for me a little easier to direct tell them you know play this chord here or do this there you know so um but it worked great great without the score i mean as i said you know after a while we, we had all the songs memorized you know so it, it was easy to to tell people what to do or what not to do yeah I that's some I think that's some really good advice from both of you. This sounds like it was such a cool project to work on and be a part of, you know, let alone just being able from from my perspective to just hear it and listen to it. It's yeah, it's a really beautiful piece of art for our community. And um, you know, we're all very thankful that you that you and your team has has put it together. Um, so yeah, I think. I think that's great. Thank you guys so much for, for doing this. And uh, I'm excited to see what's next for this little team. Oh, thanks, Levi. It was, yeah, it was great to chat. Um, it really was a fun project and I hope that comes through in, in the music. And um, I, I, I do want to, I'm going to hint too that we're hoping that there, there will be a few um, items coming um, around this album, uh, maybe some, uh, some better slides, uh, like a slide deck, maybe some uh, chord charts, and maybe even some lead sheets and hand motions for kids. That kind of that kind of thing. Maybe uh, some just some resources to to be made available soon. We're hoping before Bible school season. So that's kind of the next um, little thing we that we're working on. Uh, so stay stay tuned. Uh, there there might be there might be some more some more items. Um, to support the album coming soon. Wow. That's really exciting. I think having access to, to all those resources before Bible school season is a great idea, actually. So that's cool. All right. Um, I will, uh, I'll just say thanks again. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll post um, when, when we post this podcast episode, we'll make sure we get your links up there. And, uh, you know, thank you, Jose, for joining. And, and thanks, Jess, as well. I'm, I'm super you. excited about this. Thanks very much. Thank you. Well, that was um, Jessica Jelano and Jose Bevia. Thanks again, Levi, for taking the time to do that interview. Uh, we'll close the show with uh, one of an original, one of Jessica's original songs. His name was Joshua. 
which I am definitely selfishly picking because it's it's one of I mean it's 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 one of it's a great song obviously, but also if you wait till the end you hear my little two year old daughter singing on it and it's adorable. So ah, that's the best. <laughs> here is his name is his name was Joshua. After Moses died, the people were dismayed. God appointed a new leader in his place. Safely they crossed the river Jordan. To Canaan's shores they came, their new home by God's grace. His name was Joshua, a strong and faithful man. He guided Israel, brought the people to the land. He taught us about Jesus, the lion and the lamb, who will come again with a strong and safe. Shout God's people conquered Jericho. Hey! The city AI fell and Dakin stole the robe. The men of Gibeon said they'd come from far away. Really? And the sun stood still on history's longest day. His name was Joshua, a strong and faithful man. He guided Israel, brought the people to the land. He taught us about Jesus, the lion and the lamb, who will come again with a strong and safe. Joshua, a strong and faithful man, he guided Israel, brought the people to the land, he taught us about Jesus, the lion and the lamb, who will come again, with a strong and saving his name was Joshua, a strong and faithful man. He guided Israel, brought the people to the land. He taught us about Jesus, the lion and the lamb, 